Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's say this together, everybody. I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest Church. I'm in my year of acceleration, accelerated progress, accelerated faith. This year, all I do is win. In Jesus' name, Selah. Remain standing with me for just a moment. The C challenge tonight, it was actually really simple. 2 Corinthians 9.8. So you do 98, $9.80, something with those numbers to, rec- to symbolize that scripture. Amen? Amen. And I'm going to do it. Let me lead the way in doing it. I'll wait and do it actually when we all give here in just a moment. Go to Luke chapter 11, verse number 13. I'm keeping our uh, youth in tonight because as their pastor, uh, I want to make sure that they are poured into and that they hear. Sometimes they need to just have prolonged periods of hearing from me. Amen. Uh, sustained exposure to the sun gets you a tan. So they just need to hear from pops for a little bit. Amen. Amen. Luke 11 and 13. If you then being evil, this is Jesus talking to his people, <laughs> know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? Say much more. Will your heavenly father give the what? Holy Spirit to those who what? Ask him. So now let's do this. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, as we're in this series about the Holy Spirit, first, ask that you forgive me for all my sin, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are God. And because of that belief and because of that confession, if this is my first time praying this, I'm a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Secondly, I now ask that you would live in me. Don't just save me, but now feel me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. In Jesus' name, everybody say hallelujah. I want to teach tonight from this thought the benefits, or excuse me, walking in the benefits of being spirit-filled. Say, I'm going to walk it out. Say, north side, walk it out. South side, walk it out. East side, walk it out. West side, walk it out. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. As you know, we're in this series called The Holy Spirit with this subtopic. It's the God in you. And I encourage you to catch up on the first few messages on YouTube or Facebook or auto message in our mobile app. But so far, we've learned this, y'all. That the Holy Spirit is the same thing as the Holy Ghost, same thing as the Ghost, same thing as the Spirit of God. The word uh, in Hebrew, that's the language of our... Old Testament, uh, it is this word ruach, which means the breath of God, the mind of God, and the wind of God. Watch this. God says, I don't just want to save you, I want to live in you, so that through living in you, I am still in the earth. In other words, the reason that, you remember in the scripture where it says that greater works than these shall ye deed. I want to ask you a question. How is it that somebody does something greater than raising somebody from the dead? Jesus literally raised Lazarus from the dead. How do you do something greater? It's not because you're going to do something greater in terms, watch this, of quality 
quality, you're going to do something greater in terms of quantity. In other words, God says, when I die, I'm going to send you my spirit, and my spirit will live in you so that there's way more of you than there was of one me. So there was only one me 2,000 years ago, but now there are billions of y'all across the planet. So you all are going to do greater work. Somebody say, he wants to live in me. So as a result of that, the scripture says, Ruach, that's the language of our Old Testament, Genesis through Malachi. Let this out. It's the breath of God. God says, I breathe life into you. Then it's the mind of God. God says, I will live in you so that you have the ability to think like me so you can get results that I get. God doesn't think like we think. He doesn't act like we act, so he doesn't do what we do. So if you want to change what you're doing, you got to first change your thinking. The problem is, is that, watch this, it would take forever to undo the thinking that you and I have been taught. So so what he does is say, I'll live in you so that you have my mind so you'll start thinking like me, so you'll start getting results like me. That's why he told his disciples, go out and heal some people. How do we heal people? We've been messed up our whole life. We've been hurt our whole life. How in the world are we who are messed up going to help heal some other people? Well, it ain't going to be because of you. It's going to be because I'm going to fill you with my spirit. And when you're filled with my spirit, you're going to think like I think so that you can do what I do. Say, Lord, thank you that your mind is in me. See, that's why, watch this, this time when you went through that trouble, you didn't break down. Why? You started thinking like the Lord. That's why this time when you went through that betrayal, you didn't even shed a tear. Why? Because you started thinking like the Lord. You acted like Jesus when he looked at Judas. He didn't start crying because Judas hurt him. You know what he did? He looked at Judas and said, hurry up and do what you must do quickly because I got living to do. Then it means, watch this, his wind. His wind lives on the inside of us. Because watch this, you need a wind in you that's stronger than the wind that comes against you. So that is spirit in the uh, Hebrew language of our Old Testament. Now, in the New Testament, it's this Greek word pneuma. Say pneuma. Spirit there means his mind. We've covered that. His spirit, we've covered that. But it also means his soul. Your soul is this interesting thing. Because soul means your mind. We covered that. Thoughts, we covered that. Your will, uh-oh, and your emotions. Check this out. God says, I will fill you with my will because your will gets in the way. How is it, watch this, how is it that we find the strength to not do what we want to do and to yield to do what he said to do? It's because his will lives on the inside of me. And every now and then, there'll be a conflict between your will trying to rise up and his will. And that's why the Bible says that you've got to yield to the spirit. Because watch this, sometimes your will is going to want to cuss him out and his will say, don't say nothing. Where are the honest people at? Sometimes your will is going to want to go fight somebody and just start acting crazy. But his will will say, that ain't even worth the fight. That ain't even worth the anger. That's not even worth the situation. Sometimes your will will say, hold on to your seed. His will will say, release your seed. Because in Genesis, do you not know God never made one thing? The only thing God did was give seed. I mean, he gave seed, the seed turned into something. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, he gives seed to the sower. In other words, your will will say, eat your seed. His will will say, sow your seed. His will, but then his emotions. God is not um, man. Except that he put himself in the body of Jesus, and it becomes this word, the anthropos, meaning the God-man. You know what I'm about to say? So much God, you can't believe he's man. So much man, you can't believe he's God. How do you know God had emotions? When he saw Lazarus dead, the Bible says Jesus wept. Jesus then knows what it is to have the same, watch this, emotions you and I have. Jesus knows what it is. To go through the same challenges emotionally you have. So the next time you're talking about, I'm just so stressed. When's the last time somebody beat you, put a crown of thorns on your head, ripped your beard out, spat on you? All they did was write some little Facebook post about you. Y'all not talking. In other words, check this out, church. He says, I know what it's like to deal with the same things that call you emotions. But I also showed you how not to get stuck in them. Which is why you need to be filled with my spirit. So watch this. It didn't say Jesus wept and kept weeping. 
it says Jesus wept. Go to the very next verse. And right after the Bible says Jesus wept, they're going to put the next verse up for you. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Keep going. And the verse goes on. And some of them said, could not this man who opened up the eyes of the blind also kept this man from dying? Next verse. Then Jesus, again, watch this, groaning in himself. Look at it. First, he's weeping. And while he's weeping, people are looking at him saying, well, I thought he was supposed to be this. Some of us don't show our emotions, watch this, because you're not in safe places where you can be. Okay. That's why you need to be glad you can come to a church like Harvest where you can come just as you are. You ain't got to fake. You ain't got to pretend. You ain't got to act like you got it all together. So Jesus is weeping because his friend is dead. And these suckers sitting over here, look, I thought he was supposed to be something. I thought he was supposed to be somebody. And here's what I love about Jesus. Verse says, then Jesus, again, groaning in himself. So look at this next emotion. Then he groans. It's like, I'm so sick of you. Touch your neighbor and say, he gets me. He gets me. See, don't think he doesn't understand you. He cried and he internally groaned. You, you, ever, you ever had your phone ring? And because you knew who it was, you're like, Y'all not talking Wednesday. Jesus gets us because he, watch this, had to deal with the same type of emotions. Then Jesus, in groaning in himself, came to the tomb at the cave and laid a stone laid against you. Next verse, laid against it. Then Jesus said, take away the stone. Notice he ain't crying no more. Bible says he wept for what? One verse. Then he groaned for what? One verse. Look at me. Some of y'all are still emotional about stuff and the verse is over. Some of y'all still crying about stuff, and the verse is over. The relationship is over. The friendship is over. That situation is over, and you don't need to be crying about it. Instead, you need to shout about it. Why do people on Wednesday night that can say, Lord, let me change verses, and I'm not crying no more. I decide to shout. I decide to praise. You sitting up here crying over somebody that ain't paying you no mind, ain't studying you. Are you still here, church? He says, my emotions will be in you. So that means I'm going to give you the ability to not be emotional beyond a verse. I'm going to give you the ability to not still be crying and whining and sad and this and that. I was talking to a pastor one time, and the pastor said, they said Bishop, you, you're just final. I said, what do you mean? It just said, you just, you just don't sit there and dwell. You just move on. I said, what am I supposed to do? I said, what, what am I supposed to do? Sit up and be mad because you don't want to act right? I said, oh, God, I almost said that. Sucker, please, I am not the one for that type of living. I got living to do. We got souls to save. We got churches to build. We got stuff to do. I don't have time for that. Shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off. Say, ain't nobody got time for that. As they're adding seats on a Wednesday night. That's somebody else say, ain't nobody got time for that. So watch this. Watch this, church. Watch it now. Watch it. His mind is in us. His soul, mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. His spirit. And the Bible says he wants to live in us. So we learn the three experiences we can have as Christians. Stick with me. I'm just about through. First experience we learn is salvation. Say salvation. That means being born again, or as we said, harvest, making a decision to become a Christian. And we learned so far, that's when you're sealed by the Spirit. Salvation is the what? Beginning. It is not the ending because spiritual maturity is a process, not a project. Because we are construction sites, not museums. Many of us get frustrated with our Christian walk, and it is because we are trying to act like something we've not matured to. You're trying to act like a 12th grader because in the real world you might be in 12th grade, but in the spirit you're a kindergartner. So you're trying to front, pretend, and, and fake and give people platitudes, but your platitudes don't match your attitude. Platitudes, that's stuff that we say, stuff that we say. Check it out. So, so God says you're a construction site. And in every construction site, why they've been doing all this, it's been dusty over here. It's been, it's been dirty. I walked out today, I kept sneezing because it was wood, wood, you know, wood uh, uh, dust. All that, and, and, and it was dirty, but check it out. But, but now it's clean. But now, that's for today. Because in a couple of days, this whole side going to be under construction. And it's going to be dirty. Watch this again. Some of y'all keep thinking, why is the devil attacking me? That ain't the devil attacking me. You're just under construction somewhere else. Shut your neighbor. Say, you don't have a clue who you're sitting next to. Yeah, I feel like preaching tonight. Yeah, the devil's not attacking you. You're just under construction somewhere else. 
You dealt with your finances last month, but this month you got to deal with your family. You dealt with your family last month, this time you got to deal with your future. You dealt with that hurt last week, now you got to deal with the unforgiveness. And that's why we need the second experience, because the second experience Wednesday, that's what grows us up. The second experience is being filled with the Spirit. It's also the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit of the Ghost. Got it? So the first experience is salvation. That's when we are sealed by the Spirit. Second experience is when we are filled by the Spirit. Luke 11 and 13, how much more of the latter part of the verse will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who what? Ask Him. Okay? And I've taught you about this already. Now, we learned on Sunday, after you ask, hands should be laid on you. We're going to do that tonight. Hands should be laid on you by the man of God according to Acts 19 and 6. It says, they prayed, asked for the Holy Ghost. Acts 19 6 says this, when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit, what? Well, it's right there, y'all. Came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. We ain't going to worry about tongues tonight or prophecy tonight. We're just going to make sure everybody in the church is filled. <laughs> Say, everybody in the church is filled. And watch, we're going to live different. We're going to act different. You're going to approach your day different. Matter of fact, folk that saw you today before you got your field are going to see you tomorrow and say, who is this? What manner of woman is this? What manner of man is this? Because yesterday you were acting crazy, but today you seem like you got it all under control. Here's the third experience when you are refilled with the Spirit. Okay? So I said, some people say, Bishop, I was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost on March 22nd, 1992. You missed it. It's not, watch this, it's, it's not just an event, got it? it? It is an evolution. It's not a moment, it is several moments. That's why Ephesians 5.18 says, the latter part of the verse, be ever filled with the Spirit. Say, say ever filled. Uh, it says it like this in New King James Version, and don't be drunk with wine. Check it out, look at me. He says, the Spirit's so cool, the Spirit is so awesome. Check this out. <laughs> Let me say it like this. The Spirit is so dope. But it ain't dope. Check it out. That you people will look at you and think you've been drinking because of how unbothered you are. Let me talk over here. Let me talk over here. They ain't talking to me. They will look at you and say, has so-and-so been drinking? Because they just laughing and telling jokes. And I heard they just went through the worst day of their life. But they just having such a good time. They just laughing, telling jokes. They must be. He said, don't be drunk. That's dissipation, debauchery. He said, instead, be filled with the spirit. In other words, you'll have so much joy. You ever seen a joyful drunk? Hey, babe. <laughs> Come on, go out here with your auntie. We forgot out here and tell you. Y'all not talking. Y'all not talking. Is he a joyful drunk? Don't, don't look at me like that, like y'all don't know what a drunk is. You ain't seen one. You might be the one we seen. No judgment. Check it out. He says, he says, the spirit's so awesome. When you're filled with the spirit, your behavior may look like someone that has been anesthetized. But it's not that you're anesthetized. Watch this. You are now activated. What do you mean, Bishop? I'm unbothered by stuff. I'm unmoved by stuff. Because I got a wind in me that's stronger than the wind against me. So this joy I have, how is that man running across the stage? Because I'm unbothered. How are they clapping and shouting in church on a Wednesday night and they got bills, they got issues, they got kids, they got that? Because we are on. Watch, watch. So, so you only struggle with stress when you need a refill. But if you stay filled, you're dangerous to everything that's demonic and to every distraction. That's why faithful church attendance is so important because you need a refill because life drains you. That's why we have midweek. Can I be honest with you? Many times I've said, you know, I think I'm just going to get rid of midweek. And then I said, but we need a refill, though. Where the folk in here that are grateful for midweek? Okay, y'all. Because we need a refill. I need some more. Now, check this out. Sunday, we learned that being spirit-filled has benefits if you don't block them. And you'll see great results if you don't resist them. Here's the message. How do you walk in those benefits? When I say walk in those benefits, what I'm saying is, how do you live that out practically? Beyond the shout. Beyond the clap beyond the praise. Here it is, Acts 7.51. This is <laughs> what he says to, to some people of the day. Look what he says. 
He says, you stiff-necked, that means stubborn, and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Heart in scripture means mind. Ears means listening. So he says, watch this, he says, you're hard-headed and uncircumcised. Uncircumcised means, check this out, several things, but let me make it simple. Um, If you were an uncircumcised child, that meant that you were non-Hebrew. Let me say it another way. He says, you're grown, but you act like a baby. You pout. You slam doors. You slam cereal boxes. Y'all, you throw phones. I've been good, though. I have not done that in several years since the trio was out. The original smartphone. Now, take this out. He says, you're stiff-necked. He says, you're stubborn. You have anybody ever met somebody stubborn? Anybody sitting in your seat who may used to have been stubborn that's sitting in your seat right now? All right. He says, you're stubborn. And he says, you act like a baby in your mind. In your mind, somebody owes you something. In your mind, somebody else should clean up the mess you made. In your mind, people should do all of these things. For you. you have more expectations of people than sometimes you do of yourself. So-and-so should do this, and so-and-so should do this, and so-and-so should do this, and so-and-so should do this. He says, verse, he says, you're, you're stubborn, and you act like a baby in your mind, and he says, in your ears. He says, you don't listen. You're like a child who doesn't listen. Let me prove it to you. Anybody ever tried to tell an infant to stop crying? Stop crying. I've tried. The Bible says walk with authority and power, so I, I stop crying. Ah! And like, stop all that. Stop. And I said stop. They don't care the tone. They don't care the seriousness of your eyes. They're a baby. So a baby doesn't respond to verbal instructions. A baby only responds when it's made to do something. So look at the verse. He says, you stubborn and you baby acting, baby lit hearing. He said... (laughs) He says, you always, watch this, resist the Holy Spirit. This is why sometimes you feel like you're fighting with you. Because the ghost is trying to say stop, and you're like, let's go. So it's this fight, it's this in and it's out, and it's like the right I want to do, I don't do, and the wrong that I know I ain't got no business doing, I keep doing that. It's because you act like a baby. You play too much. Verse. He says, he says, you always resist the Holy Ghost. And he says, and you know what? Your daddy did it too. Your mama did it too. Your bloodline does it too. He says, you're just like them. And the reason they never became what I died for them to become is because they acted like babies. They resisted me. I was trying to lead them to the promise. And they said, no, leave us here. Master's good. I was trying to get them uh, into debt freedom. I was trying to get them into their calling, get them into their assignment. You're not the first one in your bloodline that God tried to use. You're not the first one in your bloodline. Watch this. The rest of them, I'm talking to somebody, they resisted. You're the one that finally said, Lord, have your way. (laughs) Is there anybody in here that can say, Lord, have your way? Lord, have your way. They resisted. Use me, Lord. Look, look, look. So watch this. He says, you resist the Holy Ghost. Resist. Come here. All right. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you. Resist me. Now you got to be stronger than that, though. You see the resistance? That's, that's how many. What do you do? No, I didn't see what he did. That's all right. Oh, you almost fell. Okay, don't fall. Come over here. It's too dark. Lights ain't up there. All right. Now watch. Watch this, watch this. This is how many people live every day. God is like, let's go. No. Forgive them. No. Let that pain go. No. Stop fighting with somebody because you're making them feel important because they're your enemy. No. That's how most people live every day. Stay right there. That's how most people live every day, resisting the Holy Ghost. Check this out. Touch your neighbor and say, but not me anymore. And I don't have to get as far as I can. Proverbs 3, 6. Check this out. Watch it. Watch this here. Proverbs 3, 6. Proverbs means wisdom. 3, 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. In all your ways. How many of your ways? Here's the problem. We acknowledge God at church. When serving, 
And right up until we get ready to check out a servant, after that, it's us. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. How many of us have done that? I'm not saying we do it perpetually. How many of us have done that? Like you, 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 you yield and watch this when you're being watched. When we're not being watched. And here's what's significant about this. Say, preach, Bishop. He says, you baby acting and acts. He says, you're stiff-necked, you're stubborn, you act like a baby, you resist the Holy Ghost. And he says, it's a bloodline thing. Everybody in your bloodline resists me. Everybody in your bloodline talking about why they don't go to church. Everybody in your bloodline talking about why they don't believe in God. Really? How do you think you got through that car accident? Really? Some pyramids did that? Really? Muhammad did that? Listen, there's only one grave you can go to where there ain't nothing to see. Because you can find the bones of every other great person except Jesus the Christ. Because when you go to look in that tomb, ain't nothing there. What was this? He says, then he says in Proverbs, and all your ways do what? Acknowledge. You want to know what that word acknowledge means? Yield to. But check this out. In Hebrew, here's what it means. Yada. Wait a minute. Now, if you ain't been here for a while, yada don't mean nothing to you like what I. <laughs> Yada is a Hebrew word for worship. There's two Hebrew words for worship, in fact. One is toda. That means to extend your hand to receive something. The other one is yada, which means to extend your hand, watch this, to give something. So here, toda means you're, you're, you're backing your hands toward you. Okay, it's toda. Yada is to receive something. Let me prove it to you. If I'm going to give something, watch how I give it. Watch how he receives it. Okay? You see? Okay? See, see me giving it? See? Now, check this out. Y'all with me? Check this out. God says, in all your ways, yada, me. And then I'll direct you. If you don't yada me, whatever direction you go is you. Whatever you do is you. Which is why there are certain things we do and we're like, God, what's up with this? And God is like, you didn't yada. You did what you wanted to because you're stiff-necked and you acted like a baby. Now, here's what's amazing. Here's what's amazing. Say yada. It means more specifically to give permission, watch this, to leave you. Some folks have been so hurt that they won't give anybody permission to leave them, not even God. The last person I trusted did me wrong, so it's just it's me. And God says, you're too grown for your own good. Because you won't even let me yield, uh, 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 guide you. you. Watch this. God says, you have to give me permission. Satan, he's different. He forces. Go to the club. And, and twerk. <laughs> don't, no, you better not. Don't sit down. I don't even, don't, don't, don't. Don't, <laughs> don't. No, no. Pick up the phone and go cuss them out. And use your big words this time. Right? He's a, he, he can do it. He did it with Eve. God surely knows. He's known. Have a little something. God says you're going to have to yield. Y'all remember Planet H? I don't remember the move, but they did something like put your hand in my hand, which basically, no, the other way, which basically means what I say you're going to do. Okay? Y'all yeah, remember that? Uh -huh. okay. God says, you have to yield to me. When you bow before a king, what you're saying is I yield my will to you. We got a lot of saved folk who don't have a lot of yielded folk. So you, you're blood washed, filled with his spirit, but won't yield to his spirit. It means to give permission to lead. Watch this. It then means to respect the leadership. So it's not just giving permission. It's saying, and I respect what you say to do. Even if I don't want to do that. Got it? Many people are more yielded to their employer than they are to their God. Okay, it's quiet. It's getting real quiet here. That's why I'm going to fix it up real good. Then it means to follow. So not only do I have to yield, then I have to respect, but then it means I got to follow. So then, come on, let's go. Then, then, then Holy Ghost, let's go. Lord, it's taking so long. Wait. Lord, I'm about to lose my mind. 
I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait, I say. Wait. Lord, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, Lord, I just, wait. No, I don't. Got more excuses. <laughs> Be quiet. Hush. Touch your neighbor say hush. There's an accident right here. And if you don't wait, you're going to walk right into destruction. So what you call a delay was actually me protecting you from what you did not see. You thought you were ready for it, but you weren't ready for it. You thought you could handle it, but you couldn't handle it. Wait! And now once it's cleared up, one of them left one of their cars and it's nice. <laughs> now that you can have that. Y'all are missing how it works. Y'all are missing how it works. But if I don't yield, watch this. Let's go back to this scene. If I don't yield, okay, you good. All right, all right, wait. Now just keep going. Wait now. Wait. Holy Ghost ain't going to stop you. He's going to be like, go on there. Go on. Go on. Go on. Now fall. <laughs> Come on, cameraman. Get him. And he on the floor. Say help. help. I've fallen. I've fallen. And I can't get up. <laughs> Where's your beeper? Heart life alert. <laughs> no, listen, I know that commercial. I know that good. The Holy Ghost is trying to keep you from what you couldn't see. But you wouldn't yield because you're so grown. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I know what's right for me. I got to live my truth. Mama got to have a life too. <laughs> I got to do what I want to do. I got to do it. I'm a grown man, Bishop. I'm a grown man, Bishop. Got to do what I want to do, Bishop. And the Holy Ghost is like, and I'm going to watch you right over there on the floor. Bring me some popcorn. Michael, now, y'all bring me some popcorn. I'm going to watch because this is, I've seen this movie before. Samson thought he could ignore me too. <laughs> Judas thought he could ignore me too. Y'all not talking, church. Delilah thought she could ignore me too. He said, they've been ignoring me for years, and I've been watching them make a mess. But is there anybody glad in this place tonight that the Holy Ghost says, if you yield, I will lead you. And here's the good news. If you're still breathing, it doesn't matter how you messed up before. That was then. This is now. Slap somebody a high five. Say, I get a fresh start. Fresh start. So, listen to me. God is not responsible. I'm almost done, church, for the unnecessary pain of those that don't yada him. And we ignore him when we fail to yield to him. Remember those things we learned early on that would happen when we were filled with the Spirit. Remember, uh, one, we learned he lives in us. That's 1 Corinthians 3, 16. Do you evict the Holy Spirit because you go where he won't and act like he can't? Secondly, we learned that he leads us, Luke 4 and 1. Uh, uh, do you ignore the leading found in what you've learned? Do you hear a message and be like, I heard what he said, but you just ignored. Got it? You just ignored. I heard he said so. I ain't doing all that. So God was like, oh, I had something planned for you on Thursday. You were going to walk in and they were going to say, don't go into that office because we promoted you. Go over here to this one. But because you wouldn't yield to me on Wednesday, I couldn't give you the breakthrough on Thursday. Y'all not talking to me, church. He helps us going to John 14, 16. Do you refuse this help because you, watch this, you're too grown for your own good? Some people, I don't like to ask people for help. Why? I mean, think about it. Why? Watch this. You will walk into the house. Let me, can I see, ladies, can I have your purses, Harvest Worship? All your purses. The, the biggest ones. And then we got another one here. We got a backpack right here on the front row. <laughs> I want to show y'all something. Touch your neighbor and say, stay with Bishop. Y'all give me four minutes. Four, how many minutes? Four. Not four. 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 <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Just joking. We will do this with some groceries. I'll help you. I'm good. I got it. Wait a minute. Help me, Jesus. Jesus, help me, Jesus. Who Jesus? And then get in the house, throw them down on the floor. You didn't broke the eggs up. Bread all smushed. And then you're going to get mad. Messed up my bread. Would you return the backpacks to the students? <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. And that's what happens oftentimes in life is that when we could ask for help, we won't. Wait a minute. 
Hold on now, get that purse. All right now, all right. Yeah, they got it. It's good. Did nothing fall out. All right. I know church with it. Like I heard about the Holy Ghost, but now wait a minute now, Bishop. Now just, just, just wait one minute now. All right. Thank you so much. Check this out. We will struggle because we won't say, Lord, help me. We'll sit there and struggle. I just don't know how to balance school and work and kids. And I just don't know how to balance it all. That's your first problem. Ain't no such thing as balance. Balance implies equality. Nothing ever will be equal because you sleep for a third of your life. Nothing will ever be equal. Did you hear what I just said? You sleep, uh, on average, eight hours a day. I know some of y'all, y'all a little bit more risky, two, three. <laughs> some of y'all a little bit more, you know, adventurous, you know, 10 to 12. Okay, how many hours in a day? 24. 24. 24 hours in a day, right? Okay. Eight hours out of that is a what? third out of the day. So how long are you sleep for your life? A third of your life. So balance is already out of check in theory and in practice. Stop saying I'm trying to balance everything. You can't balance everything. Instead you prioritize everything. But you wouldn't know that because you're trying to go get on YouTube and get 12 steps to being a mama. And what you need to do is say Holy Ghost, teach me Holy Ghost how to do it. Lord I yield and I lead to you. I'm not saying getting education isn't good. No, what I'm saying is, is, but did you ask the creator, though? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, we learn he's our crisis manager, Luke 12, 12. I'm just about through. Luke 12, 12. Do you talk too much so that he can't manage the crisis? So when you're in a crisis, right, do you just be like, well, Father, I just, he's like, listen. Listen. Listen, Linda. You have to get the foot, though. <laughs> Some of us touch a neighbor. Say, neighbor, I hate to be one to tell you. Say, don't be mad at me. Sometimes you talketh too muchest. It's very spiritual. It's Bible. And I know we do it. Because sometimes people come to me and say, Bishop, what is it? I'll be like, okay, you see that? Well, Bishop, I, I <laughs> Do you want me to help you or you want to talk? Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Okay, watch this, watch this, watch this. We learn he reminds us, John 14, 26. Do we ignore reminders like we do phone alerts? You'll come to church and get a reminder. And then you'll do that phone alert like. And here's the thing with me. Once I click go, go I don't remember no more. Once I hit the, 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 thing, the go button, whatever, I'm done with it. I literally will not remember it ever again. Do you ignore his reminders like you do phone alerts? Remember, we learned he convicts us when we're wrong, John 16 and 8. Do you ignore conviction and say, I'll just ask for forgiveness later? See, because he's trying to protect us, comfort us, lead us, guide us. So sometimes you're like, Lord, I know this ain't right. That's why I'm going to take off my harvest wristband. <laughs> y'all ain't even talking to me. Y'all, y'all, y'all. I'm going to take off my church pen and close my daily Bible reading app. I already know it ain't right, Lord. I'm going to ask for forgiveness later. And check it out. What you're missing is the time that you wasted. Oh, y'all not talking. Say, let's walk it out. Okay, watch this. Here's another one. He affirms us. Do you forget? Uh, we learned that from Luke 3.22. Do you forget who you are because of how frustrated you are? Sometimes we get so frustrated we forget who we are. And I, and I can tell you, this is one for me where, where as, as I've told a friend of mine, he said, Bishop, you, you're not just an alpha male. He says, you're a strong alpha male. I said, sometimes, though, I said, you know, even the lion don't want to roar. Can I get a witness in here that can be and sometimes you can get so frustrated with stuff, you can just And you ain't rowing, you're grumbling. And you forget that you're a king and a priest. You forget that you're the head, not the tail. You forget that you're above and not beneath. You forget that uh, you are, watch this, a miracle within yourself. You forget sometimes, and that's because we don't yield. Because in those moments we get frustrated, here he comes reminding you, you're my son, though. You're my daughter. I know what they say, but let me tell you what I say. I know what's coming against you. Look at me. Look at me. Why are you looking at them? Look at me. 
look at me, because if you look at me and you keep walking, you'll be a major way to your destination. You keep looking around when you need to look at me and keep walking. I dare somebody to just slap your neighbor's arm like you're going to slap it off. Don't slap it. Shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off and just say, look at him, look at him, look at him. That's why the scripture says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, which means I know what's going on over here. I know what's up going over, but just look at him. Look at him, because if I keep looking at him, he'll keep reminding me of who I am, and I won't have to be told what to do because I'll know who I am. We learn that he gives us power. Say power. power. We learn that from Acts 1 and 8. Do you disconnect from the source of power because of the force of your predicament? Do you just say, I just need, watch this. Have you ever had a moment? Can we be real honest, church? I'm, I'm about through. Can we be real honest? Have you ever had a moment where you're like, God, I know I need to hear the word. I just don't want to hear the word right now. Oh, where the four honest people? Have you ever had, somebody said, thank you for your honesty. Somebody said yesterday, thank you. You ever been like, God, I know I need to pray. I know I need to command my day. But Lord, seems like the more I command, the more be trying to command me. That's because it's trying to see who's boss. Sometimes what you got to do is you got to keep roaring and keep commanding until it responds to you. Uh, I'm done, I'm done. Uh, uh, we learned that he prays for us. We're going to get into that later in boot camp style. We learned that he gives us gifts. We'll get into that later boot camp style. We learned that he keeps us focused from 2 Timothy 1, 13 to 15. Are you constantly sidetracked because of people problems? In 2 Timothy 1, 13 through 15, Paul said everybody in Asia left him. Who left him? Everybody. Everybody he helped in Asia left him. You had two people walk out on you. <laughs> Paul had everybody he helped in Asia. You see? He says, and those in Asia have turned away from me. Notice what he says. Those in Asia have turned away from me. No, you're missing it. Those in Asia have turned away from me. You understand what that means? All of them did. He says, among whom are these two turkeys? <laughs> Jive turkeys, too. <laughs> are you here Wednesday night? Are you constantly sidetracked because of people problems? People problems are designed to steal your focus. So now, watch this. Check this out. If I got a person problem, here, come with me. Come with me. Come with me. And, uh, and you come, too. Won't you come? Won't you come? Come here. I'm in there with the old school church. Won't you come? Is there one? Won't you come? Put the chair down here. <laughs> now, watch. Okay. All right. So y'all walking with me, right? Okay. Now, let's say people problems. So, so now y'all start, start squabbling. I'm still trying to walk. Watch what a perp. Look, look, look. You're not even paying attention to me anymore. Watch this. Here's what people probably do. You're trying to walk. Y'all keep squabbling. You're trying to walk, and as you're trying to walk, look, the camera can't keep focus. Watch this. You're entertained, watch this, by the incident, but nobody paid attention to the fact that you stopped making progress. Every time there's people problems, you turn around, watch this, and you go backward. I'm here to prophesy to somebody, your last night of going backward was last night. You're not going backward anymore. Somebody holler, I'm not going backward, holler. Say it again, I'm not going backward anymore. See, no, 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 people problems want to get you off focus. So now you turn around and look at what they're doing, and you try to mediate what they're doing, and here's the truth, they don't want to do nothing know how. Some folk in your life want to fight. Some folk in your life want them to have issues. Some folk in your life don't want to go nowhere, don't want to do nothing. And watch this. While I'm preaching, some of y'all still looking at them. And that's what happens is because all the attention goes this way. And whatever you feed grows. Some of you need to starve some of them thirsty friends you got. Some of you need to starve. Y'all not talking to me. Somebody holler. I'm not going back. Thank y'all. Benefit 5. We learned that he refreshes us. Titus 3.5. Are you still stuck on stank? He refreshes us. Watch this. Water that's not fresh, what? Stinks. It gets gelatinous. You put your hand in it, it kind of feels like jello that ain't quite all the way gelled. Bible says he refreshes us. Some people have the same attitude they have when they were hurt in 84. Because we won't yield to let him refresh us. Some of us still want to hold on to the pain. There are certain stuff people say, remember, and then I'd be like, I don't even remember that. You know why? Because he refreshed me. 
This is not for everybody, but just for a few of us. I dare you to lay your hands on yourself and say, Father, refresh me now. Refresh me now. Yeah, I, I, I declare that you'll refresh me in such a way that I'll forget the pain of what it was that I went through. I'll forget the pain of what it was that I dealt with. Refresh me, Lord. Refresh me. Refresh me. So I'm not stuck on stank. The last thing we learned so far was that he gets us through what wants to destroy us. 2 Corinthians 6, 4 through 10. Paul, remember, he lists out on Sunday, we list all these things. He said he went through this and that. He lists out all these things from verses, six, uh, verses 4 through 10. And we learned this, that the Holy Spirit gets us through what wants to destroy us. And here's my question, because this is how you walk it out. Do you break down because you like when people stop by to pay attention? I noticed a phenomenon. Um, I was driving, and I call it a phenomenon because it makes no sense. I was driving the other day, and if you don't know anything about me, I am a very firm believer in maximizing the laws available to us as it relates to the speed. I, 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 I believe that if it says 55, that doesn't mean 49. Doesn't mean 54. It means whatever is legal in your city, state, and region. <laughs> right up here. This was right. Now, now, now I'm saying stay, follow the law. I want you leaving church and t telling the folks when you get pulled over what Bishop said. Don't start no problems with me. That ain't going to work. They're going to give you the ticket. That's what's going to happen. Now, check this out, though, church. I was driving by. And the traffic just all of a sudden stopped. And, you know, traffic's going fast. Something fast. Give me something fast. Yeah, traffic's going fast. Traffic's going fast. Traffic's going fast. Traffic's going fast. And I'm just cruising. Cruising down the street. And, okay. I s I'm just cruising. And, and then all of a sudden, I said, what is this? I said, don't these people know I got somewhere to be? <laughs> I got business to handle. And y'all sitting up here playing these games. So, I, so, so the traffic is super slow. It ain't even that fast. Then it got real slow. So I'm like, oh my God. I start praying. Somebody must have had went to see Jesus tonight. Because it's slow as this is moving, somebody had to go see Jesus. And I'm like, Lord, forgive me for being in a rush. I get up to the scene, and I'm stretching my hands to pray, because I just know somebody left. I look over there. Ain't nothing. One person is pulled over and the police pulled behind them and they backed up traffic all the way down 225 all the way to the airport and ain't no accident there. Then I said, wait a minute, maybe they already cleared it. Ain't no car parts, ain't no lights, nothing. And here's what I learned. Some people were so, watch this, enamored by the accident that they stopped to pay attention to nothing. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? So many times in life, we stop and we pay attention to nothing. And so many people in life, you like when people stop and pay attention to you. So we like the attention paid to us. So we'll walk in. You'll post passive aggressive things on social media. So people will be like, I'm going to call them and see if they're okay. They just like when the traffic stops. Come on, right section, don't leave me out. They like when the traffic stops and so everybody's paying them attention. And here's what the Holy Spirit will do. The Holy Spirit, watch this, he will get you through what wants to destroy you. And the way he gets you through is not by stopping and paying attention to nothing. The way he gets you through is you keep driving. You keep going. I know it's simple. You keep going. That doesn't mean you might not have to adjust your speed a little bit. But I never stopped. 
Say the Holy Ghost does it. So, Bishop, how am I going to make it through the end of this year? The Holy Ghost. Bishop, how am I going to make it through these issues and obstacles? The Holy Ghost. How am I going to get through these troubles? The Holy Ghost. You don't just have benefits. Watch what your neighbor's about to do. Walk in those benefits. You don't just have great things he's promised. You're about to walk in the great things he's promised. I dare somebody to just stomp your foot on the ground. Why? Because I'm making a prophetic gesture that I'm walking out. Yeah, I'm walking out these benefits. That's what I'm doing. I'm walking it out. And what I'm telling God is, Lord, I yield to you. I yield to the Holy Spirit. Lord, do what you want, not my will. Your will be done. Somebody holler, Lord, I yield. Say it again Wednesday. Lord, I yield. On Facebook Live, type it in. Somebody say, Lord, I yield. So, 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 so. He says, I'm not responsible for what happens to you if you don't yield to me. Now, how many of us, we can be honest, after hearing a word like this tonight, there's been areas we ain't been yielding. Let's be all of us. So, so here's the challenge tonight. In how many of your ways acknowledge him? All. So here's how you do it. When you're going through your day, before you make a call, let me teach you something super practical. Before you make a call, stick with me, son. Before you make a call, especially if you think the call is going to get kind of rough. Holy Ghost. I yield to you right now. Put your words in my mouth. I yield to you right now. And you'll pick up the phone ready to go in. And then you'll start talking. And then you'll, I didn't even do all that. You know what's funny? I got a better result from not doing all of that. Watch this, married couples, before you address the issue, Say, Lord, I yield. Because maybe right now ain't the best time to talk about that. And all the husbands said. Now, let me, husbands. Amen. <laughs> if you're a boyfriend, she can talk about it when she want to talk about it. So you put a ring on it, partner, and, and purchase. Yeah, let, okay. I just, I just, I just, don't tell Sunday with me. <laughs> but I'm serious, though. Watch. Before you deal with that issue, say, Lord, I yield. Parents, before you discipline your children, I told him not to eat that hot link. They ate the last hot link. My God. Come here. Eat my hot links. Get your house coat on. <laughs> Say, Lord, I yield to you because maybe what my son needs now, maybe he doesn't need my heavy hand. Maybe he needs my embrace and then my heavy hand. Now, the Bible says, if all you single mothers, when you got sons, you got, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Should I go there? And I'm getting ready to close. For every single mama in here, when you got a son, you can't treat him like you treat your daughters. See, because watch this. Sometimes you might rock about your daughters, and even your daughters, sometimes you need to square up with your daughters too, just saying. Because the world ain't going to be kind. The world ain't going to be nice. So sometimes I just need to, get to, I need to get you ready. You have not succeeded as a parent if your child can't succeed in the real world. But if you got a son, now, listen, this ain't even a message, but yeah, let me show you how to yield. If you got a son, sometimes you need to, you, you can't be doing that little light and easy stuff. Sometimes you got a son. Let me tell you, my mama only had to get me one good time. I still remember it to this day. I was a little boy, and as a little boy, I said something to my mama, and my mama said, boy, who you talking to? And I said, mama, 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 I said, mama, I was talking to you. And the next thing I know is my mama picked me up. And when my mama picked me up, the refrigerator was at the end of the kitchen. My mama picked me up. I was a little boy. And my mama picked me up. And she said, I bet you you ain't going to talk that way to me again. I was standing here when we started talking. And after we finished talking, I was over here on the floor. And after that day, she never had a problem with me 
because she said, you're going to be a good man. You're going to be a strong man. And I'm not going to have you acting like a fool. I'm not going to have you talking crazy to me. Is there anybody? In I <laughs> That's my mama. <laughs> Didn't she do it? <laughs> but today she's got a bishop. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> she squared up on me <laughs> and said, don't you ever, ever, ever. <laughs> after that day I was like Jesus the Bible says after that day he became subject to her because she knew she knew when you're raising a boy that you want to be a man and he square up to you like a man I'm, obey your local, state, and federal laws. Let me leave it alone. Let me leave it alone. I'm just telling you, if you want a bishop. <laughs> Tonight, I'm out of time. <laughs> Y'all pushed me, though. That wasn't, I wasn't supposed to say that. Y'all pushed me because I was like, leave it alone. Y'all was like, say it, sir, say it, sir. So I just, that ain't out of my preaching time. That's you. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. 
Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.